Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome back, I should say, to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. This is part two of a conversation with Alistair Campbell, the UK's number one podcaster, former government spokesman, political journalist, and if you haven't already listened to episode one, I'd encourage you to go back and do so. And if you're already at the end of episode one, sit back, my friends. There's plenty more where that came from. You made your name in politics as an advisor and as a political journalist, unafraid to ask difficult questions or uh, to offer up some very hard to hear advice. But I wondered what's been the most pertinent advice that's ever been given to you, the stuff that's really made a difference and which question put to you has stopped you in your tracks? Oh, God, that's really old. Um... I feel like I've won some sort of, victory that I didn't even know I was trying to win by the fact that you find one of my questions hard. Amazing. <laughs> no, I think I'll find it hard. Um, I mean, look, I'll give you the schmaltz answer to the first one. Do whatever you right? like. I'll take your schmaltz. But, but it was significant. And that was when my dad dropped me off at university and it was with that line that lots of people use when they're leaving their kids at university from Hamlet to that own soul be true. Ah. Um, that's beautiful. Well, it must follow as night the day that I can not be false to any man. And I, I can't say... Is that what your dad that. said? He just wrote it on a piece of paper and oh. gave it to me. So I did that with my kids when they went to university as well. Um, <clears throat> and, 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 and I think that is an amazing piece of, you know, just be true to yourself. And he wasn't... Because, of course, if you're a terrible person, you're being true to yourself. That's not very good. So it was both... It was both a piece of advice, but it was also a piece of trust. He was basically mm. saying, Do you trust you if you're true to you? Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a, that was a, a kind of piece of life advice. Um, what was the second bit about? What's the question that somebody's put to you that's made you sort of stop in your tracks and go, I mean, literally one that's really made you stop and think and maybe even reroute where you were going what you were thinking i don't think i get that through questions but i think sometimes i get that through through regular criticism right so you know for example we've talked about and maybe it's because i'm older maybe it's because i'm not on the front line anymore but i do think at least trying to see there's another point of view at least thinking so like I still get a fair bit of criticism. You still, I get loads on social media. Still get some of the papers having a pop every now and then. But what I try and do now, there are the ones that are just easy to get rid of, dismiss. But then within persistent criticism, there might just be a kernel there. When's that been the case, Alistair? When? Yeah. When have you? When have you sort of 
drilled into the fact that oh, actually there is there is some truth at the heart of this and I need to look at it? Um, well, sometimes, so for example, if I, you know, I think, I think it goes back to the combative thing is that, is that sometimes I'll, I'll just go back really, really heavy at something. And then if enough people say, mm, I, don't, I, I don't think you should be doing that, or I think that was a bit below you, or, you know, why are you doing that? Then I'll think, mm, yeah, they got a point. Right. So yeah. you're better at looking at criticism of yourself now and doing something with it rather than just shouting over the top of it. No, I think I think what I've got in a funny sort of way, I think what I've got better at. Look, I think I've often just ignored it, and I think that's that's very often the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think what I've got better at is actually just not in a sort of conscious way, but just thinking like when I'm out on my bike. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, I could have a point. Mm, yeah, I'll think about that. More reflective about it. Who do you go to for advice, as an advisor yourself? Uh, Fiona, hundred percent. Yeah, and, and and she's she can be very very critical of me. Um, I've got a sort of I've got a network though. I've got a network of people. It depends what it is. Um, if I've got a, if I've got like a something, if look to put it this way, if something's troubling me, mm-hmm. there's a there's a great phrase that Alice Ferguson always used to use: "When there is doubt, there is no doubt." What does that so mean? If I'm, what it means is if you're constantly worrying that something might be the wrong thing to do. Then it's wrong. It probably is wrong. Um, if, if, you're worri- if, if you're just doubting everything, it means actually you don't want to do it. So don't. Um, so a lot of the time I'm, I'm advising myself. But I think, you know, with Fiona, it's large things and small things, mm. you know. Um and then, I've, then around the place, I've got a kind of network probably about my kids are quite important in that. Um, I've got a, I've got a network, part family, part friends, and it, it depends what it is. Tony's actually pretty good on you know on stuff that's bothering me. So um, you can call him. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. What does he um, think of your success as a podcaster? I'm curious. I think I don't really know. He 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 he's been on it. Um, yeah, I love the John I, Major two parter. By the way, well that's been that's been our most listened to interview by a long way. Do you know what? Um, sorry, I'm just sidebarring here um, and digressing somewhat. But it did make you hanker. For, I mean that he was painted as being so grey in the day, wasn't he? You know the whole no. spitting image. Of, Hello, <laughs> my God, he talked a lot of sense. You just hanker for a grey day with John Major when you listen to that. No, well, what was really interesting about the reaction to it again, because you said earlier we have so many young listeners. For a lot of them, it was like the first time they'd ever really heard him at length. Yeah, and they just thought he was, they were just blown away, but couldn't believe his backstory. Couldn't believe the his backstory is fascinating. I mean, like this is a guy that, I mean, his dad was a Victorian. His dad was an actual yeah. Victorian. His dad was yeah. born in eighteen something or other. Yeah, no, he, when, when he said that, it really brought it home. Stay no, educated. Was... I mean, and then goes on to lead the Tory party and the country. Like, you know, would that yeah. happen and could that happen today? I don't know. You asked him that question. It was, it was, it was a really fascinating exchange. Yeah. How, um, how much prep do you do versus Rory for those interviews? What do you reckon? What's your sense? I reckon you do absolutely 
everything. I reckon you went back and read all of his memoirs for a second time. Um, I think you had notes. And I would have done exactly the same, by the way. And I think that Rory does do his homework, but you probably, because as a sportsman in you, have to do more. I think I do more. I think I do more. Um, I remember one of the, one of the few times we were in the same place. And it wasn't for an interview, it was just for a normal sort of podcast. And uh, I remember when he arrived, he said, oh, he just started making notes as he sat down. What? Oh, my God, that's the stuff I have nightmares about, Alistair. Yeah. But I think that's what the Eaton thing gives you. Confidence. Confidence. And also, he's got... He's got a lot of knowledge. He does, he does, he does he say a few stuff, things. Though. He does know his stuff. However, I'm pleased to say, when it comes to factual rebuttal, we've had more directed at him than directed at me. Oh, <laughs> <Have> you? <laughs> so... Um, no, he does know his stuff, and he's—he's. He, he's, I think he. No, I'll tell you what I think is interesting is that we both read a lot, but I think he remembers books better than I do. I, the reason why I have to write things down, I think it's the reason why I've always kept a diary, is because I—I I, to quote Marilyn Monroe, I think in ink. I have to write things down before I commit them to memory. Yeah. And so you know the podcast we're doing later today, we're going to talk about the, this BRICS, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa summit this week. And you know, I could I could sit and talk to you now about breaks and what have you, but I will want to sort of check a few things before I get into that. So yeah, I'll probably do more a bit more research. And you love it, don't you? You love to sit down and explore the experiences of a prime minister. You sound yeah, like or, you know a, ki- or, a kid in a sweet shop. No, all of a country, all of an issue. Yeah. You know, we did Miriam Gonzalez Durantes. You know. A.K. McClay, she's the, she's out today. And, I mean, I know her really well. I've known her for years. And, but, you know, you think you know somebody, and then you go and you're doing an interview, so you dig in a bit, and you think, oh, God, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. She grew up just as Franco was kind of fading out, and her dad was a politician. that like? You know? And you're into a, a different kind of... Yeah, I do I do like research. I think, and I also I think in journalism, I think... The, the other thing I try and do with my whole kind of life is to make bits marry up together. So, like, you know, I'm editor at large in the European. I have a column in there every week. And quite often I end up writing about stuff that I've researched for the podcast. Yeah. Not because it's... Because, like, last we did Anthony Joshua last week. And it was great. I, yeah, which I really enjoyed it. And Not often thought, you interview somebody in a pair of shorts and socks, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and a vest. And he... But he was like... You know, so I just... I just literally sat and googled boxes and politics and up came this list of boxes who've gone into politics and you know i thought that's more new european than it is interview with anti joshua yeah yeah but yeah one hand talks to the other well as it should as it should you're you're building your own publishing empire but you are really because you know you're you've you've found platforms where you can have your say and you don't abuse that by turning up unprepared. No, correct. Correct. As it should. Fail to prepare and you're preparing to fail. Couldn't agree more. Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Right, my final question for you. The name of your book is But What Can I Do? But when in life have you asked the same question of yourself, feeling lost at a crossroads, a fork in the road, and what did you do? Oh, lots of times. This morning when we're walking the dog. You wake up and go, what can I do? No, come on, you're a man of... You're a man of um, Great routine, I can tell. You you cycle, you're fastidious in your yeah. habits, you swim no. every day. Yeah, but no, this morning we went out and walked the dog and I said to Fiona, what am I doing? What oh is the point of it? And she said, a bit like you, she said, look, you, you, you're presenting the most successful podcast in the country, isn't that enough for the moment? Yeah. No, it's not. God, and her said, eyes must a... ache from rolling. I know, it's too high <laughs> I know it's bad. It's bad when you put it like that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I think what I'm is I put I, this. What, what I'm doing at the moment will percolate the next idea into into something else. Yeah. 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 yeah you're a man that can't stop throwing pennies down the bottom of your own well. Yeah. Well put, madam. Thank you. When <laughs> have you done something that you thought I'm so glad I did that? Be it going to seek therapy when you struggled with your mental health, packing up the drinking, picking up the cycling, starting the swimming, you know, what are the things that you go, thank God I did that? Because I think often we can forget to look back on the things that we do do to become better. Um, thank God I went to see Abba Voyage. Oh, isn't it good? 
I cried. Did you cry? I was moved. I was definitely moved. You didn't I cry, was though. Was there, was there water coming from your eyes, Alistair? Oh, it was. And, and um, I don't know about you, but I found the third time the most moving. I've only been once. I love your devotion. You're so such a funny old stick sometimes, aren't you? Look, your devotion to ABBA is brilliant. I love it. They, I mean, they are a glorious pop band. And that experience, I mean, we talk about AI. There you go. I know. I know. Wow. Do you know what I did? Second time I went, I did have that worry. I went and I thought, this, because the first time you just go, wow, this is amazing, the technology, yeah. blah, blah. Second time I was thinking, hold on, this is so real. Just imagine what the Tories could do with this. <laughs> imagine Trump do to Biden with this. Yeah. You know? So there's a part of it that worries you, but no, the music's great. And I, I, I'd say, what else? God, I'm dead. I'm glad I did languages at university. Yeah, you love languages, don't you? How many do you speak? Only French and German. I'm glad I learned the bagpipes. Yeah. Um. I'm glad we got a dog when I didn't want to get a dog. Yeah? What's yeah, a dog Grace brought to your world? Oh, so much. Grace was the one who made us get a dog. Um, and our, the, the one that we got, well, she died, but we've now got Sky. And it's really strange. I had a bit of a depressive blip a few weeks She always knows. It's so weird. Like, when I wake up, she's lying there. She can smell it. <laughs> You've definitely got a sense of it, yeah. There is an undeniable joy in dogs, isn't there? Even, oh. even, even um, the the most determined of miseries cannot fail to find joy in a dog. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, it's got to be the right dog. Yeah. I can't have big slobbery dogs. So. <laughs> Of Guys, course, but... of course, there's got to be T's and C's attached, Alistair. <laughs> yeah. Very, very gracious, very small and gracious. So Grace did a good thing there, then. Yeah, totally. And I mean, and the thing about Grace, you met Grace, and Grace is a massive campaigner as well. Mm. That was her first campaign. The dog. Where we, including getting my then boss, the prime minister, to phone me. <laughs> and say, I really think you should get Grace a dog because it means so much to her. <laughs> and, you must have been so proud. And we went over, Fiona and I were away somewhere and came back into, and she put a poster inside every drawer in the, in the house. Wow. Grace wants a dog. <laughs> yeah. Are you proud of her for that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We... we, we in the end and okay. it turns out she was right it, it was a good thing for everybody totally totally and i remember when molly when molly the first one died and all five of us were together and i can't remember the last time before or since where at that level of intensity because of course when when it's like relatives who died humans who died there's other members of the family there as well this was like literally just the five of us all in bits Oh. Yeah, no, she's definitely right about that. Definitely right. So I'm glad, I'm glad that Grace bullied us into getting a dog. And I uh, hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. 
bullies into the next things you want. Exactly. <laughs> as long as it doesn't, like, you know, take the form of a, I don't know, three-bedroom house in central London or something. <laughs> I mean, she's going to have seen your download number. She's going to know that there's, there's yeah. gold in them hills. <laughs> yeah. As you sit here at 66, I know that you're not happy with where you are, that there's always more that you want to do. But are you at a point in your life where you think that this might be the closest to happy you've ever been? No. (laughs) No. No, definitely not. If your family had to write a TripAdvisor review of you, what would it say? Um, Well, it it would depend on their mood and it would depend on my mood. I'm conscious of the fact that my mood sometimes can be quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think. I mean, Fiona once said that, you know, how she describes her life with me is never boring. So that's quite good on TripAdvisor, never boring. Never boring? Well, how, how would she rate you out of five? <laughs> some days one, some days five. <laughs> I think she'd say always challenging, never boring. Good in a crisis, um, kind when it suits him, uh, utterly useless around the house. Totally. To the point that she gets annoyed now if I even try. <laughs> um, and, but I think overall, I think I think I do. I think I do reasonably well. Yeah, I do pretty well. And if you actually want to hear what some of Alistair's family really think of him then, well, wrap your ears around this. He was first on the show with his daughter, Grace, before the rest is politics was even a twinkle in Gary Lineker's eye. Here they are, talking about their relationship. And if you like what you hear, don't worry, the full episode's available in our back catalogue. Over to you, Grace. I wondered which facet of each other's personalities would you most like to have for yourself to kind of smooth out your edges or inform better who you are well i yeah i mean i can answer that immediately the thing that i really would love to have about my dad is how unaffected he is by people hating him and by like you know (laughs) trolls and stuff and like when people say shit about him on the street he it does it genuinely does not bother him and i wish you know i have i have a good sense of that like i'm i'm i had to in doing stand up you have to accept like loads of people aren't going to like you and not everyone's going to love you and, and all of that but he you know that's something i really try when i get like a hater on instagram or something i just think you know this wouldn't bother my dad so like m- let it move out of your head right now is it a bit like you know when christians wear those bracelets to say what would jesus do is that when you go what would w- dad do well and no it's just i know what he would do he wouldn't care he would say to me shut up why why have you let one person on the internet's opinion of you affect you and i think that's a really really good attitude to have so that's something i definitely you know, really admire about him and other stuff. But that's the first thing that pops into my head that I think about quite a lot. Does it really not bother you? I mean, Alison, you've said in your response to Tessa Gell, after everything you've been through, you let them say what they like about me. You have to kind of know who you are and look yourself in the eye, right? You've got to be careful. I mean, I think sometimes, and I think actually this does come through a little bit in the diaries where I get more reflective. If, if there's a criticism that's coming a lot, I can reflect upon it. And sometimes you have to do that. And you maybe think, yeah, maybe... He or she has got a point. There's a bit, for example, where in this volume where I'm writing about 
I sort of sense that I'm in danger of losing quite a few important friendships because of certain things that happen in politics. And I'm sort of reflecting on that. And it's something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't maybe admit that I was reflecting on. I'm not going to admit that maybe I went over the top or they went over the top or whatever, but I'm, I'm able to kind of adapt according maybe to criticism that's coming my way. And I think it's important to be able to do that. But no, genuinely, if somebody that doesn't know me, I remember once saying that, you know, if, if I thought my parents thought I was a terrible son and Fiona thought I was, you know, not worth living with and the kids thought I was a terrible father and my friends thought I wasn't a good friend, that would really bother me. That would really, really, really get to me. Um, but some guy who reads the Daily Mail, you know, doesn't, is a card-carrying member of the Tory party, voted Brexit, um, you know, doesn't like football. Uh, I'm just not going to care. Why would I care what he thinks about me? And I, I see, I don't think that's, Grace talked earlier about being a mixture of arrogance and insecure. I don't feel that's arrogant. because What it is, is, is not allowing, uh, I've got my own moral code i've got my own framework of values i know what i believe and i know that i know whose opinion matters to me and it's a wide enough range of people for me genuinely not to care what some columnist or internet troll says what's the facet what's the facet of uh, grace's personality that you would most like i think grace has got um an amazing capacity for friendship i think she's ever since she's been a little kid she's had really good friends at every level of her life and some of them have you know, stayed the same the whole way through. She's got very, very good friends, and that means you've got a good capacity for friendship, and that's a really, really good quality. I think I've got that, but they, a lot of them die, and that sort of worries me a bit. You came on the show with Grace. I mean, what would she say in a TripAdvisor review of you? Oh, um, funny, uh, moody. Um, a bit grouchy, too grouchy at times, uh, way too noise sensitive. Um, good, good, good advisor when again, good advisor when it suits him. Yeah, uh, terrible patient, slightly over the top in your reactions around hospitals. Yeah, yeah, but she gets that because she's a bit of a hypochondriac as well. So she she wouldn't I don't think she criticised me for that. It was a competition between the two of you in France or somewhere, wasn't it? No, she was no. What that was is she broke her leg and she was in hospital. That's right. The French healthcare system being pretty damn good, they had a bet because she was still you know not an adult, but she was in her teens. They had a bed for a parent in the room, um, and I had the so I I stayed over, and. Um, <laughs> Grace is groaning and moaning in pain. She claims, I said, for God's sake, Grace, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and it, I'll tell you what, it, it was one of those beds as well. You know those beds that are curvy? Yeah. Right? I didn't realise that you could straighten the bed out. It was uncomfortable, nice to sleep. <laughs> That's brilliant. You slept, you slept like a figure S. I did. <laughs> like a number I five. Did. What about your sons? Different relationship with them, different kind of review. Yeah, I think they'd, I think they'd still be good. Um, I mean, a lot of because we're all, all three of us obsessed with sport. A lot of our, you know, Grace and Fiona just aren't that interested, so we never really talk about those things. Whereas with the boys, I do talk a lot about sport. Um, I think again, they'd say, and, and they're, they're both very into politics as well. Mm. Um, 
But I think they'd say pretty good. I think they'd say that... I think they all know that we're both Fiona and I really, really, really care about them and worry about them and, want, you know, nothing would make us happy if all three of them are happy at the same, happy at the same time, but it's quite rare that that happens. Um, yeah, I guess so yeah, it I is because think... it's a numbers game, isn't it? But you are never as... You're never happier than your least happy child. That's right, I think yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, no, I think we do all right. I think we'd get... I think at times they find us irritating. Um, but that's, that's and I think, your job. Yeah. I think also, I think they've all had a very, a very different sense of growing up with me as their dad, in the public eye, as it were, and all that, and, you know, attracting a lot of heat. Yeah. Grace, they, Grace I think, has made her very fiery. Yeah. Very protective. Um, funny enough, again, back to the Tyson Fury thing, there was a there was a scene where one of his, they were talking to his kids and Tyson Fury was out with them on the beach at Morecambe on the promenade and people just, way more than happens to me, but it does happen to me where people just come and talk to you, but everybody can kind of have a picture Tyson did that. And they just did a little clip with one of the kids and says, it really annoys me. They just come up and talk to him and ask for pictures and ask for autographs. And it's like, it's like we're not even there. And I know that the boys at times felt like that. Mm. Um, I, I could, one, I could, one, they said it at times, but also I could sense it. Yeah. Remember the football matches and, you know, you're literally watching a football match with your kids and people come start talking to you about politics. Yeah. Or lean uh, across your children or ask them to take a photograph of you with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot, a, isn't it? That, I love, yeah, there was, there was literally once there was this, <laughs> I was at this game, this game was, ended up in the way, and I can't remember where it was, I was standing next to this guy, and he said, uh, so this was about, this would have been in the early 90s, right, so the, the boys were quite small, and this guy said, do you remember that game at Leicester? Uh, what game? He said, remember, remember I had a chat with you going into the ground? That's like it's when you like, go on holiday and somebody goes, oh, you live in London, you might know my cousin Carol. You're like, no, not so much. <laughs> Finally, your dad gave you a pearl of wisdom by way of advice as he dropped you off to start your adult life at university. If your dad had to compile a trip advisor of you and how far you've come on the back of that advice, what do you hope it might say? Oh, God, I think I'd hope it would say, because I mean, he, he died... A couple of decades ago now. Yeah. He's missed a lot, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Is it? Hold on. What did he die? So, bloody hell, yeah. Um, what did he say? I think he was I think he was genuinely surprised and quite proud that I did all the stuff I did. Um, I think he'd... I think he'd... I think he'd... I think he'd be really, really pleased that since he died and since my brother died that I've got really, really got into, even more into the bagpipes than I was. <laughs> you would. I think that means so much to a man from, I mean, I mean, he's so Scottish, your dad, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And I think also he'd have Was been... it the Hebrides he's from, Alistair? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just um, like, I mean, he lived on one of the islands. Is that right? Tyree, yeah. 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 No, he didn't speak English till he went to school. Blimey. Yeah, yeah. 
Do either of your kids, any of your kids play? No, they play any instrument. Um, bit disappointed by that. But take that takes off half a point on their trip advisor review. But <laughs> <laughs> they, but they all they all identify very much as Scottish. That's good. Yeah, he did that well. The bagpipes have done something. <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing he'd like, my dad would like, is the fact that even though he wasn't as big a Burnley fan as I am, he would like the fact that I've. I've stayed with that. Um, he, I think. He'd, I think. He'd, I think both the parents would like the fact that we we do go to Scotland a lot, probably more now than when they were alive. Because um, they, you know, I grew up in Yorkshire. They in lived. Most, they lived. Yeah, they lived most of their other life in, in England. Um, but you know, and they both died in England. Um, but we do both feel a very kind of Scottish pull. So I think that, that like that. I think also, well, I know my mum because she was she was still alive. I think my mum would be pleased that I've not gone back into it full time. Yeah, she didn't like it at all. I can understand that as a mother. Mm. Yeah, and possibly a wife, uh, a partner. I know Fiona's not your wife, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I can understand that too. Yeah, I've loved talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, grew up reading you love listening to you always an honor to sit and have a conversation with you continued success alistair my huge thanks to alistair and if you're feeling disillusioned by the state of politics and maybe politically fatigued then take a look at his new book it's called but what can i do it's available now wherever you buy your books it's full of doom and gloom and then some great suggestions and solutions. And for more talk with uh, political leading figures, head to our back catalogue where you'll find episodes with MPs, David Lammy and Jess Phillips. And we have heaps of episodes with other great podcasters too, like Off Menu's James Acaster and Ed Gamble, Fee Glover and Jane Garvey, Happy Mum, Happy Baby host, Giovanna Fletcher's in there, Simon Mayo, Vicky Patterson, Dr. Alex George, Giles Brandreth and the Reverend Richard Coles, to name but a few. I'll be back on your feeds on Tuesday with another something from the cellar, bringing up three vintage guests for our midweek mini episode. Until then, thanks for listening. White Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.